It is time to examine the Bible and use your power of reason. This podcast has been reproduced from a Facebook Live broadcast. Hello, how are we doing today? My name is Judith Mendoza and So today I will be considering in the book of, of Revelation. And so uh, the book of Revelation is a, a book that is symbolic and we should not take it in a literal in a literal way. So Today I will be considering the rest of chapter 6 of the book of Revelation and that will be starting on Revelation chapter 6 and so I will be using the New World Translation and also the Good News Bible. So the book of Revelation is very interesting. Speaks about topics that have to do with our future as humans here on the earth. And as I mentioned, it is a symbolic book. Uh, it represents things that will happen or in that have happened here on the earth. It is a book of prophecy. Prophecy meaning history told in advance. And I thank you for joining me today. So my name is uh, Judith Mendoza. I am an ordained minister and a witness of Jehovah. According to 1 Samuel 12.5, Isaiah 43.12, and Micah 1. Too. So on Wednesdays I do topics regarding Jesus life, how we can become Jesus followers, following in his footsteps. Of course, in order for one to have a relationship with anyone, we have to find out um, who they are. So the same has to be when it comes to spiritual matters and the spiritual persons who are Jesus Christ and Jehovah God. So on Wednesdays, we can benefit. That is the topic. And it relates to uh, learning from Jesus, who is the way, the life, and the truth. And then today, on Thursday, I have the spiritual retreat, which is considering the book of Revelation. I have considered so far um, up to chapter six, 
the third vision I'm considering now. And so there are 16 visions that were given to John and I am considering the number three. The topics that relate in Revelation, the book of Revelation, and the visions that were given to John were given in regards to all humans. Everything that is in the Bible applies to all humans, not just uh, the ones that were given these visions or the ones who participated in the past in the composition of what the Bible is now. So that's what we're going to consider today. And tomorrow is the Bible can help. And usually those are general topics that I speak about. I based all my information on what the Bible says. So I encourage you to take out your Bible. And so we can reason from the scriptures. So we have um, numbers that are symbolic in the book of Revelation, right? So uh, symbolic numbers in Revelation are the number two, number three, number four, number six, number seven, number 10, number 12, and number 24. These numbers um, signify, and, and remember, right? I, I want to emphasize that whatever is reflected in the book of Revelation has to do with us humans. It reflects what we humans are going through or what will happen because of our tendencies, right? So God is telling John in regards to this vision or visions that he gives them in regards to our, our future, what it will look like. And just like how you can tell from someone, from a child, for example, a uh, very young child, you can tell different characteristics on that child due to genetic factors that that child displays. And so you can say to yourself, well, that child is, is going to be this way or that child is going to be that way. Well, in the same manner, a God can know because of our disposition how things will end up right so that is what this book of revelation is but it also tells us in regards to how god through jesus as king as enthroned king overseeing matters of humans what will he do in regards to all of these uh, things that are happening on the earth that have gotten out of control, right? So one symbolic number that we may think about is the number six. 
I have mentioned this before, but I'm gonna I will mention this again. So the number six, six represents imperfection, right? That's what it signifies, imperfection. Something not normal or monstrous. The number six is related to these uh, things. And if you go to Revelation chapter 13, verse 18, and then also 2 Samuel 21, 20, you will see these references. So, six, six, six signifies or denotes emphasis. The number three it signifies and denotes emphasis. It also indicates intensity, right? So, uh, number six signifies imperfection, and then number three signifies intensity or emphasis. So, this relates to our human imperfection. And so, it relates to all humans. That is where the intensity comes about, right? Because it relates to not just one person, not just to a group, but all of us who are imperfect humans here on earth. So, today it will be, um, I will be reading from the Good News Bible, right? And I will be reading Revelation. And this is uh, where the third vision is given to John. And uh, remember that God gives a scroll to the only one who can open the scroll. And that is Jesus Christ, Michael the Archangel in heaven. Jesus Christ was the name that he uh, was given here on earth when he was a human on earth so meaning Je Jesus meaning Jehovah is salvation and Christ meaning anointed so the next portion that I will speak about right they were seven seals on the scroll each seal had something to say today I will be speaking about the fifth and sixth seal and now the first seal on the scroll had to do with the white horse and it's illustrious writer and so a thunderous come charges forth the writer is crowned is a king it is none other than Jesus Christ who has been enthroned as king right so this is something that John sees in regards to Jesus remember Jesus uh, rules as king just the same way 
as uh, David was ruling. So um, we had the king, this king, Jesus Christ, is taking, is, is being enthroned as king, and he goes forth conquering, right? Remember that we were told in Psalms 110 that Jesus will, according to the prophecy there, will be ruling in the midst of his enemies. He is taking the kingdom from David, right? So he takes over a human kingdom. Therefore, other human kingdoms are his enemies. So, now, that is the first seal. The second seal had to do with the fiery colored or red horse. And the rider was given a great sword. Remember what sword has represented. Sword represents power, represents government. Right? So, um, this horse, the second seal, um, has been galloping and it is it is um, mentioned in a way that it is a it is a horse that is not from heaven that's from the earth it its rider is a human rider which is given a great sword so all of these things have to do with Jesus Christ right all of these things have to do with um, uh, Jesus Christ um, ruling as king being enthroned as king once he is enthroned as king then Satan who is the governing the earth because it is not God it is Satan Satan who is governing the earth also goes on the attack and he gives power to um, to his demons and to the people that are on his side knowingly or unknowingly, right? So he gives power to this fiery color horse or red horse, which is the second seal that is open. And this happened as soon as Jesus is enthroned. We have... Uh, the Bible give a reference to the year of 1914 when Jesus is enthroned the first then the first world war begins and from then on it hasn't stopped things have gotten worse then this, the third seal had to do with the black horse with a pair of scales Again, the one seated on the horse is a human with the scales. Scales have to do with, these things have to do all with the earth. And so, um, great famine and pestilences since 1914, due to the increase of wars, have been occurring. Then the fourth seal had to do with a pale horse, right? 
and so the one seated on it had the name death in it and Hades uh, or Sheol those are um, a Hebrew word and Sheol is from the Greek <clears throat> was following closely and authority was given given over the fourth part of the earth with food shortages and deadly plague by the wild beast of the earth right so um, we know that the wild beasts represented different governments in history that arose arose from the sea the sea representing humans and they arose from the mist of the sea this this beast which later on I will be speaking about them but they are also spoken of in the book of Daniel so now I am going to go into the rest of the chapter. Chapter 6 continues with the vision uh, number 3. And it says from 9, six, chapter 6, 9 says, Then the Lamb, the Lamb represents Jesus. And it is referred to as a Lamb because remember that here on earth God had told had required sacrifices and the Hebrews were to make sacrifices and they did make sacrifices and they made different uh, sacrifices with different animals that including that included um, this type of animal right so Jesus is referred to as the lamb because he gave his life his perfect life as a sacrifice right so then the lamb broke open the fifth seal so this is now the considering what the fifth seal has to say remember all of this reflects humans prophecy history in advance so whatever we have been going through in history since the beginning right since the beginning um, history has been told by god this is how it will happen and this was after Adam and Eve sinned. This is the reason why all of this exists. Because we are, um, we have been given an opportunity to life. So uh, there are many things that are also related to that. It has to do also with um, legal matters, right? the accusations against God he has given time for the situation 
between between um, us humans as a to, to be clarified because it was said that humans do not need God that is what Satan said and then Adam and Eve decided to side with Satan so here we are can we can we live without God can we be gods ourselves no we can't it has been proven so and so now it says that then the lamb the only one who could open the scroll and break the seals it says then the lamb broke open the fifth seal I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who have been killed because they have proclaimed God's word and had been faithful in their witnessing. So who are these? Who are these that John is made to see? He said that they have been faithful with their witnessing. Right? And so we go back to the uh, book of Matthew in chapter 24, verse 14. Verse 14. And that said, Matthew 24. verse 14 and he said this and these good news of the kingdom will be preached through all the world for a witness to all mankind and then the end will come so who what is this witnessing about Who are these witnesses obviously it has to do with God's Word obviously it has to do with the preaching and teaching work that Jesus referred to at uh, Matthew 28 18 19 and 20 over here John sees that underneath the altar the souls of those who had been killed because they had proclaimed God's word and had been faithful in their witnessing ever since the beginning with uh, Abel we have had the situation that God's those who are on God's side have been persecuted. Abel was killed by Cain, his older brother. Right? So, um, from then on, violence has continued. 
And so those who are violent, they, are, uh, they seek to do violence. And they seek uh, to do what they want to do. They don't want to hear otherwise. And they are usually stubborn, obviously. They don't want to be told otherwise. So, we have here that this is the first time that John mentions an altar. Right? Because it is mentioned that uh, underneath the altar, the souls of those who have been killed. So, the ones that continue to be persecuted of course in just as it happened with Jesus Christ we know that Jesus Christ was considered uh, a lamb and was considered uh, to be a sacrifice given to God and so the same happens with those who are killed Those who have been serving God. Those who have been obedient to Jesus. Now it continues on 10 and it says, They shouted in they shouted in a loud voice, Almighty Lord, holy and true, how long will it be until you judge the people on earth and punish them for killing us? Each of them was given a white robe and they were told to rest a little while longer until the complete number of their fellow servants and brothers were killed as they had been. Right? So what it means there? Well, obviously they are crying, right? They are crying um, to God, asking asking God to intervene in their behalf because they are being persecuted so God says that it is going to be a little while longer We know that other prophecies have to be fulfilled. And then also um, on 11, it says that each of them was given a white robe, a white robe signifying cleanliness, signifying sanctity, holiness. That's what um, the color white signifies. So we know that um, those who want to do God's will continuing obedient 
to Jesus doing his work, doing the activity, because it's not work like related to secular work, but it has to do with the efforts that we have to make in order to bring to others what the Bible says. Obviously, if everybody uh, knew what the Bible says and we were all doing what God requires, uh, the preaching work wouldn't have no need to be, right? So, they are giving these white robes and also remember that this have to do with those who will be kings, priests, and judges over humans along with Jesus Christ. These are the 144,000 that are mentioned in the Bible, but also, of course, those who have the hope of living here on earth, um, we also have to prove ourselves holy. So, then he continues. And and then now that was the fifth seal but now it's going to the sixth seal right so on the sixth seal it says and that is uh revelation chapter six and thank you for joining hello how are we doing today <laughs> And so, on Revelation 6.12 says, And I saw the Lamb break open the sixth seal. He says, I'm at work now. Okay. Good to know. And so he says, And I saw the Lamb break open the sixth seal. There was... A violent earthquake and the Sun became black like coarse black cloth and the moon turned completely red blood the stars fell down to the earth like on ripe figs falling from the tree when a strong wind shakes it the sky disappeared like a scroll being rolled up in every mountain and island was moved from its place then the kings of the earth the rulers and the military chiefs the rich and the powerful and all other men slave and free hid themselves in caves and on the rocks on the mountains they called out to the mountains and to the rocks fall on us and hide us from the eyes of the one who sits on the throne and from the anger of the lamb the terrible day of their anger is here and who can stand up against it 
So again, remember that the book of Revelation is a symbolic book. Uh, it has signs, it has symbols, it has references to things here on earth because God is speaking about us humans here on earth, right? So these earthquakes happen in the Lord's day. The Lord referring to Jesus Christ. So these are literal and figurative quakings. Remember that Jesus Christ mentioned in Matthew chapter 4 that there will be earthquakes, that there will be pestilences, that there will be shortages of food, and that as we advance to the end, the end that will be brought up not by man's hand, not by anything else, but by Jesus Christ intervention. He who had been established as king by God. So these earthquakes uh, will mark the beginning of pangs of distress, which is what has been happening throughout history. Things, even, even though we have, um, uh, someone says yes, just like that, and he is talking about, I don't know, something else over here, <laughs> unrelated to spiritual matters. Okay, so, continuing. And so, in just these few verses, we have different references. We have different references to many things that are happening and that will continue to happen, right? And things are related to things. So we have different uh, uh, characteristics here from our human world, from what we humans know, from what we humans use as terminology, as language, and that we understand in that way. So God is making reference to that so that we can understand it, right? The book is for us, not for God. <laughs> so then, right? Um, We have that, uh, even though we have had advances in many areas in our lives, that is not the situation for everyone around the world. And even though there are societies of people who are well off and might not know the situation, might not know what it is to be uh, poor and lacking things and uh, in and all of the things that people who have money can enjoy, right? There's nothing wrong with that, of course. 
uh, there is something wrong when if uh, we are harming other humans in order to get what we have that's what the problem is if we are dishonest if we are if we are um, doing doing things that are unlawful inappropriate untruthful dishonest uh, all of these are things that God condemns right but there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with having money and gold and silver and, and good and nice things if you have acquired them honestly with hard work and and hard work uh, meaning that you have put much effort into what you have right so uh, we have here and this is the vision number three we are considering now the uh, six zeal that Jesus Christ has opened and so we have in the book of Revelation that is mentioned all of this so now we're going to go through what all of these things mean right and we know that throughout history we have had people that have been putting forth efforts in order for them to make advancements spiritually some have uh, even lost their lives being incarcerated because exactly what it says in, in, in here because of doing as it says on 9 it says when he opened the fifth seal, I saw underneath the altar the souls of those slaughtered because of the word of God and because of the witness they had given. So because of being obedient to the Christ, some have even lost their lives. And this include uh, those who have been known as Jehovah Witnesses or Bible students, but also those before Jehovah Witnesses and Bible students. Uh, there were some that were doing the preaching and teaching work in the past, just the same way, just the same way as uh, Jehovah Witnesses are doing now. So this is something that uh, now you're, you're clearly seeing because uh, Jehovah Witnesses are now an organization here on earth representing Jehovah. 
following in the footsteps of Jesus Christ and it is become clearly visible but just as um, how Jehovah Witnesses have been doing they also did in the past there were some that were doing this same work in the past who even translated the Bible for their uh, people in their communities to know to know what the Bible says in their language so now it says over here that It begins on 12 and he says and I saw when he opened the sixth seal right and a great earthquake occur and the sun became black as sath sackcloth so um, remember that we we're speaking about spiritual matters here right so these all refer to spiritual matters all of it so when he says in regards to the sky uh, being dark right and the sun became black as sad clothes of um, let me see And the sun became black as sackcloth made of hair. Right? Okay. So, um, sackcloth made of hair. The sun becomes as sackcloth made of hair. Okay, so think about hair. Think about the sun, right? Because the sun, the sun, what the sun does, the sun beams light. Beams light to all the earth. But it gets darkened. It becomes black as sackcloth made of hair. So this refers to spiritual enlightenment that gets to become as dark as a sackcloth made of hair. So, if something is made out of hair, right? You have fabric and, and, and it's made out of hair. Dark hair. Black hair. 
and it's made out of fabric, just like any fabric, right? If you put it in front of the sun, because this is what it is, is saying here, it's not literal, of course, because we cannot get to the sun, right? We will burn before that happens. Uh, but here's where we can use our imagination. God is using things that we know so that we can have understanding. When God speaks, he's speaking about spiritual matters. So spiritual matters refer to God, godly matters or, or matters that have to do with God, right? Because we may be thinking, well, God doesn't exist. Some people may be thinking God does not exist, but he does. He's invisible to us. But he does exist. He does have a personality. And he is our creator. So, he's saying, he's using words over here so that we can understand. So, you have, imagine, right? Imagine, because he says that the sun gets darkened by this uh, sad cloth that is made out of hair and obviously is black hair. So, if you put it, in the sun only you will see through you will see through light but most of it it's going to be darkened right so imagine the sun darkened by this and only little gleams of light are seen So what does this refer to? Well, this refers to in a spiritual sense, in regards to spiritual knowledge, that that's how it will be. A lot of humans will be in darkness, only with some gleams of light, spiritual light or spiritual knowledge right and so um, there was a prophecy in the there is a prophecy in the book of Jeremiah and Jeremiah chapter 4 verse 27 and 28 that spoke in regards to a prophecy and remember prophecies uh, foreshadow what other prophecies mean and always relate to us humans so in that prophecy uh, it was said in regards to what will happen to them what will happen to them at that time for ancient Israel because of their disobedience to God. Uh, Jeremiah warned them, and that is found at Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 27 and 28, and he warned them by saying, a desolate waste is what the whole land will become, and I shall not carry out a sheer extermination, and shall not I 
Shall I not carry out a sheer extermination? On this account, the land will mourn, and the heavens above will certainly become dark. Right? So this is a reference to mentioning again that the the heavens become dark or referring to darkness or when God refers to darkness right so it's not the literal heavens that become dark but in a sense it has to do with spiritual matters with our spirituality with our knowledge about God so in 607 BCE, that prophecy was fulfilled. And what happened then? Um, things were dark indeed for Jehovah's people. Okay? So... We shouldn't be worshiping humans. I'm going to get to that part. Okay, so. Then, um, for them, we have the book of Lamentations. And in there, it says 343 and 44. God warned through Jeremiah, warned his people, right? His people, the Jewish people, Jewish religion, the Hebrews with the Jewish religion that they had they were warned because of their disobedience now in our time after Jesus Christ gave the command to go therefore and make disciples and people of peoples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit or in God's power then uh, we all are uh, referred to as God's people. We like it or not. We want it to be or not. Right? It is that way. God is our creator. He has sovereignty over us. And so for them in 607 BCE, um, the prophecy was fulfilled in 607 BCE. And Jerusalem fell to the Babylonians. God allowed it to happen. They fell to the Babylonians. And then their temple was destroyed. And their land was abandoned. For them, there was no comforting light from heaven. It was darkness for them. God was letting them be as they were being and due to that they were overtaken because God's protection was taken away from them so rather it was as Jeremiah had uh, foretold and so in Lamentations it is said in part uh, you have killed, you have shown no compassion, you have blocked approach to yourself with a cloud mass that prayer may not pass through. Jehovah did not want to hear them, is what Jeremiah concluded. 
there was a cloud that again in in this is in symbolic terms right just like when uh, someone doesn't want to hear another person they put distance between them and there are many things that we can do in order to put distance between others and so uh, later right and this is to understand what darkness refers to when it comes to spiritual matters it means that one is withdrawn from God it is away from God and uh, mostly because not because God is drawing away from humans because obviously he has to make the he has made the way for humans to reconcile with him but because uh, especially us uh, who say that we are followers of the Christ but yet then we do otherwise so then where is our loyalty to whom is our loyalty where is our compromise who are we obedient to so in Jeremiah 39 through 11 uh, there's a similar darkness that in the heavens that signifies disaster for ancient Babylon right Now this is told to Babylon. It says, look, the day of Jehovah itself is coming cruel both with fury and with burning anger in order to make the land an object of astonishment and that he may annihilate the land's sinners out of it for the very stars of the heavens and their constellations of Kissel will not flash forth their light again. Uh, just as how it was mentioned here, which I will explain, uh, stars are being mentioned. But these stars um, are not the stars in heaven either, right? This is for us to understand. So, um, the sun will actually grow dark at its going forth, and the moon itself will not cause its light to shine. Right, and this is in Isaiah 13, 9 through 11, which is a reference to understanding what it means when uh, God uses these symbolic terms. And the moon itself will not cause the, its light to shine, and I shall certainly bring home its own badness upon the productive land. For their own error upon the wicked themselves and that is according to what Isaiah said right and this prophecy was fulfilled in 539 BCE when Babylon fell to the Medes and the Persians it was prophesied uh, that um, the king of Persia will come in to Babylon and take Babylon right and that is what happened it was also prophesied that they will leave the door open 
And that is what happened. They left the door open. It was prophesied 200 or 200 and something years before it happened through Isaiah. And so everything that God said that they will do, they did. Um, they made canals so that they could divert the water so that they could pass. They could walk. Uh, the water was shallow and so they could walk and then the door was open just as how everything that the prophecy said that will happen happen and it happened through the man that they said that will happen in that time god did mention the name cyrus cyrus i think it's the name is spelled and so um he went in with his troops the medes and the persians they were together and they invaded babylon in exactly the same way that it had been foretold by Isaiah. And so, in a similar way, right? Because this applies, whatever it says in Revelation, it applies to us humans now. So, in a similar way, these great earthquakes that are mentioned which are symbolic, but also in a literal way, we will go through this, the entire world system will uh, go through this. It will be a total despair and total darkness because things will be happening and because people are not have not been preoccupied with spiritual matters it will be as if they are in total darkness and i don't know you but if you have been in a room where it's dark uh, you feel a sense of insecurity because you don't know if you're going to bump into something uh, if you're going to get hurt by something uh, because it's dark you can't see in the same way right just as how we know what darkness is the Sun is uh, covered by this side cloth made of hair and then the entire moon becomes as blood okay so Um, while this is happening, all of this uh, despair is going and is getting uh, more intense as we approach the end, the end that uh, Jesus Christ will bring, not humans, so it's not going to happen just like in the movies, it's, it's not going to be that way. So, uh, when it comes to to the um, the light that they've been receiving, right? Because apparently, 
people have been uh, living in, in their systems that they have built and created and they've been comfortable in it and feeling secure just like it happened in Babylon right they felt secure for for so many years and then they end up feeling so secure that they left the door open besides they were careless so um, this light that they had appeared to be receiving was not from God right because we have much information we have also um, that can seem there are uh, many things many accomplishments that humans have done in general and 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 these have been beams of light that seem that uh, we are advancing making things better right and but in reality and then also we have uh, religious leaders throughout history just providing providing uh, gleams of spiritual light along with these advancements right and so people feel secure even spiritual but in reality uh, they have not been preoccupied with really checking them for themselves what does the Bible really says what is really God's message and so we have that is for sure that we have uh, earth political leaders including in Christendom who have been notorious for their corruption lying and living in moral lifestyles and these take the lead in in the world and others follow so whatever whatever light that they were shining right that was being obscured by darkness spiritual darkness will be exposed will become exposed people will be able to see this clearly but and, and again this is prophecy being fulfilled right so now when it comes to the moon it says that the moon becomes as blood right so we had the sun the sun is covered as with sad cloth, but they, the humans, make it seem like it is. There is light, there is enlightenment, and there is even spiritual enlightenment. But everything is something that God does not approve. And so that is going to be exposed. And then now, with the moon, right? He says the moon 
became as blood. Now, um, when it comes to the moon, that becomes as blood, blood means blood. That's what it means. So whatever um, moon-like influence on the earth will also become exposed as bloodied and death dealing. So whatever those in power have been doing in order for them to be on top to be uh, guiding people, to be apparently shining light. But in reality, it has been obscurity because it is not what God approves. So uh, all of these will become exposed. And uh, even that moonlike influence, as he says uh, in here, that it will be exposed as bloody with the uh, situation that uh, wars, right? People who fight one against the other killing their enemies that is not what we're supposed to be doing and then also um, he mentions on 13 and the stars of heaven fell to the earth as when a fig tree shaken by a high wind drops its unripe fig so they will be forced out from heaven, these stars. And so who are these stars? Right? Before, um, when I uh, consider the other chapters, it is mentioned that Jesus Christ had seven stars. Remember? In his hand. And then also it is mentioned in Isaiah in regards to the stars also that they will also fall down in this one over here these stars are forced out just as when a wind comes and and, and because of the, the strength of the wind uh, the figs fall down onto the floor even the ones that are not right so uh, what are the stars that are referred to here? Well, what if I say superstar? Will you understand then? <laughs> yes, so it refers to humans, right? Humans who are high, high above others being worshipped by other humans so it will be uh, stars 
in the entertainment world, right? Humans that are worshipped by other humans, fanatics, and then, um, or it could be any other human that is worshipped because of their prominence in the societies that they have made, humans, right? Or um, it could be because of their wealth. They will be shaken down. They will be brought down. And so as these things are happening, they will be affected. So uh, one way or another, God is letting us know humans should not be worshiping other humans. The only one who deserves worship is Jehovah God, who is real, who exists. Even if we say that he doesn't, he does. And so then he continues on 14 and he says, And the heaven departed as a scroll that is being rolled up. So the heavens, right? The heavens. So imagine the heavens as a big scroll that is being rolled up. Right? Like when you roll up some a, a piece of paper. Well, it is being said that the skies, and this of course is not literal because we know that the sky is made out of different elements that we can't touch. <laughs> so this is symbolic, right? So the heaven departed as a scroll that is being rolled up and every mountain and every island was removed from its place. So what is this talking about? Is this, okay, so this is also symbolic, right? Um, when the Bible refers to heavens again, heaven is above, right? When you, when you uh, think about heaven, you know that it's high up, above. So these are not literal heavens, but something that God is comparing to as being high up in heavens. And so um, we can go to another scripture that helps us understand this in regards to the heavens. And we can go to Isaiah 34, 4. And in there, uh, it is mentioned that and all those in the army of heavens must not rot away. And the heavens must be rolled up just like a book scroll. So, this was another prophecy that was given in regards to uh, in the time of the Babylonians, right? In the times of the Babylonians, uh, Jehovah mentioned to the king of the kingdom there in Babylon um, that 
the king, right, had elevated himself up to the heavens. Meaning that he wanted to be leveled up and maybe high up than God's government, the Babylons. And so soon then after God completed the uh, fulfillment of uh, the Babylon destruction, the Babylon Babylonians came to be no more. Um, then soon after that destruction of uh, Jerusalem in 607 BCE at the time, there were no outstanding events recorded as happening in the literal heavens. But there were catastrophic events in Edom's, Edom's heavens, right? Uh, the human governments of Edom or the governmental powers were abased from their elevated heaven-like position. They were rolled up and put aside as it were, like an old scroll that was no longer of any use to anyone. Can you picture that? Because that is what God is going to do with the governments now that exist. All humans, including those in government, all of us must submit under God's sovereignty, following Jesus Christ's footsteps, following Jesus Christ's command. Yes, According to Romans 13.1, the governments do keep order. But they should not abuse their power. And that is in any government that exists for humans. And we have to keep in mind that we're going to transition to a rulership under Jesus Christ being guided by what Jehovah says in his word the Bible that will always be humans were not made to rule themselves humans were made to be living under God's sovereignty following his guidance otherwise look at how we ended up because of Adam and Eve's disobedience so just like it happens with Babylon's uh, kingdom that they were rolled up and put aside the same happened with Edom the Edomites and their governmental powers they were rolled up and put aside that is the same thing that will happen to the kingdoms now that exist. Yes, again, Romans 13, Romans chapter 13, specifies in regards to the kingdoms that exist, the human kingdoms that exist. But those human kingdoms have to, or the human rulers, 
have to also keep in mind that they shouldn't be doing these things that God disapproves of. They are humans also and accountable to God. So then the heavens that is to depart as a scroll refers to the anti-God governments that will rule over the earth. Remember that this book of Revelation was written some time ago. It is prophecies in it. And then these prophecies get fulfilled throughout time, including our time, including tomorrow and the day after tomorrow and the week after tomorrow and the um, years after tomorrow if 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 I don't know how long it's going to be but obviously we have all the signs if it's not one thing that tells you that we're very close to the end is the other and then if you put them together all of them uh, tell you that we are very close to this end that will come about by Jesus Christ who is enthroned as king he's not a baby in a manger And so, these uh, anti-God governments that are um, taking the lead, just doing whatever, whatever they can and they want to do because they have power, and whatever they do, I don't know, God knows. He's the one who will deal with the situation, not Jehovah Witnesses. We have nothing to do with that. It is going to be, um, the situation is going to be between each human being that exists on the earth and God. Jesus, through Jesus Christ, who is our mediator and the one who God has officiated as our intermediator, right? So uh, remember, God is has God is the one. Jehovah God is the one who has given Jesus all of these things that we're speaking about, right? So um, later on, I will continue to be speaking about these matters as we move on in the Book of Revelation, but. Uh, according to 2 Peter 3.7, 2 Peter 3.7, and I will read that from the Good News Bible. Uh, there it mentions 2 Peter 3.7. Peter. That is a, a, a book in the back of the Bible and so 2nd Peter 3 7 says in the same way no that's not it 2nd Peter <laughs> I still haven't uh, reached 2nd Peter 2nd Peter 3 7 okay here we go so but but the heavens, but the heavens and the earth 
that now exist are being preserved by the same command of God in order to be destroyed by fire. They are being kept for the day when godless people will be judged and destroyed. This is mentioning the system as it exists. It's talking about again the heavens. Not the literal heavens, of course, but those who are in these heavenly positions or in government. And it's mentioned also, um, but the heavens and the earth. The earth refers to humans in general, us humans who have uh, nothing to do with the government. So it's mentioned everyone, right? Because all humans are accountable to God. We all are responsible for what we do, all of us, all humans. No one, yes, Romans 13, 1, 13, 1 through, I don't remember what's the last, but 13 refers to the superior authorities. Yes, that is true. But it doesn't mean that they have a right to abuse their power, to be liars, to be uh, killing, to be doing all this badness. They have no right to do that. But they have been doing that. And so the scriptures say this. I'm only repeating what it says in there. I'm only explaining what it says in there. That's all what what uh, all the witnesses do of God. Witness what's going on and tell what God says in regards to it. That's all we do. That's it. That's all the command that Jesus has said. And live our lives according to uh, an approved state that God requires so um, what about then the expression of because it's mentioned over here um, it says and the heavens departed as a scroll that is being rolled up away and then we know that that's the governments that, that they're just like scrolls that they are put away and they're not needed anymore and then um, it says also, and every mountain and every island was removed from its place, right? So uh, every mountain and every island, this again is symbolic, right? Uh, the only how that something like this, a mountain can be removed. I mean, think about Mount Everest. It is not as high as the heavens, right? But it's high. And so, uh, for example, in that, uh, we can refer to the book of Nahum. Nahum 1.5. Uh, in there, Jehovah foretold the judgment against Nineveh. 
And the prophet Nahum said in regards to Nineveh that mountains themselves have rocked because of him. Mountains themselves have rocked because of Nineveh. So what were mountains in here? Right? It says, And the very hills found themselves melting, and the earth will be upheaved because of his face. So when you look into history, we find that history tells us, right, through what they have found, uh, history tells us that they, these people were very, very, very bad and violent. And so uh, mountains or other governments who were not as bad as them, uh, they were rocked because of him and then also the hills found themselves melting these were other governments that had not as much power as Nineveh had and so uh, Nineveh actually fell in 632 BCE but uh, a world power that previously had seen mountain like in its strength suddenly collapsed and that is according to Jeremiah 4.24, when you compare it. Uh, so, a mountain also can be compared to a uh, less powerful, a mountain and a hill can be compared to a less powerful government. And it refers to a mountain because it is high. A hill still is high. High above others having control over others right so it's high that's that's what uh, God wants us to picture in that remember these things are from a human standpoint that God is explaining to us for our understanding and so um, then every mountain and every island is re referred to as the opening of the sixth seal uh, will logically be political governments and dependent organizations of this world that have seemed to be stable uh, but we, we will see that as prophecies are fulfilled they will be rocked out of their place which will seem uh, surprising to those who are dependent on these governments so of course all of these will culminate or will end in the day of judgment when uh, all of it, all of whatever is against God in opposition of God, anti-God, will be done away with. For those who are suffering, who are asking until when God has said just a little bit longer. And so... As people are seeing these things 
happening. They are in total darkness. They haven't preoccupied themselves with spiritual matters. As the end approaches, uh, 15 says, then the kings of the earth, the high officials, the military commanders, the rich, the strong, every slave and every free person hid in the caves in among the rocks of the mountains. So we know what the mountains are, right? So it says that they try to conceal themselves under these systems that we humans have made, that humans have made for themselves. Instead of turning to God, instead of seeking God, they turn to the humans that they feel they can trust feel that they can have protection and so it says from the top that the kings of the earth the high officials the military commanders the rich the strong every slave and every free person hid in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains remember these mountains are going to be done away with so there's nowhere for us to hide we can make a relationship with God we can start studying the Bible we can start uh, learning what the message is we can start getting concerned about our spirituality and so um, Things like this happened in the past. For example, uh, in the times of uh, Hosea, when he was pronouncing Jehovah's judgment on Samaria, which was the capital of the northern kingdom of Israel, uh, Hosea said in that time, the high places the high places of Beth Aven, the sin of Israel, will actually be annihilated. Thorns and thistles themselves will come up upon their altars. And people will, in fact, say to the mountains, remember the mountains represent political governments, cover us and to the hills fall over us. So they are wanting to have protection from these things that are happening and will continue to happen and have been prophesied to be happening. And instead of turning to God, people will turn to these systems uh, that have been created by humans and they want to be protected by them. But just as um, how other governments fell in the past, Samaria also fell to the cruel Assyrians in, 70, in seven, uh, 740 BCE. There was nowhere to run that the Israelites could run to. The words of Hosea expressed feelings of hopelessness. 
of terror and abandonment that the people felt as they were being conquered. And that, it, that was because they continued to be disobedient to God. So they, whatever happened to them, to the Israelites, and the relationship with God that they had, because they were in a covenant relationship until 33 uh, CE, when God no longer wanted a relationship with them because of their much disobedience. And so therefore now, uh, it could be pronounced that people of all the nations could be in a relationship with God, each of us individually. So each individually, each human individually can make a relationship with God. And so um, in a similar way, as it happened in the past, with these heaven-like and mountain-like and hills-like um, political powers and institutions that exist, um, when Jesus, um, when Jesus uh, comes to take over, to set up matters straight in behalf of Jehovah God, then of course um, it is revealed also in this um, sixth seal that this will happen. That these things will terminate in that end and then he continues on 16 and he says in regards to these ones that hide in the caves among the rocks of the mountains he says and they keep saying to the mountains and to the rocks fall over us and hide us from the face of the one seated on the throne so they want humans, imperfect humans, who are in these uh, high mountains, in heaven-like positions, above other humans, to hide them from God. And then he says, um, they tell the mountains, uh, these ones who are organizations that provide to humans and also political powers and then he says um, hide us fall over us and hide us from the face of the one seated on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb the wrath of the lamb it is Jesus Christ who is now overseeing the preaching work he is uh, in charge and overseeing and taking the lead in the preaching work he also with his angels with Jesus his angels he's commanding them to oversee the preaching work this is something that we will be seeing also in this book of Revelation that that is what is happening people are being brought up to God's organization People are being drawn to God's organization. People are being given a warning in regards to what will happen. And they are being called to come in to God's organization, to join in God's organization. 
since Jesus Christ studied the preaching and teaching word the way that he did, that is what the message has been. And of course, Matthew 24, 14, he says that for some it will serve as a warning because they, unfortunately they will not listen. We have free will. So we can listen and we can choose not to listen to what is being said to us. Now, Jesus is not a baby in a manger. Jesus is a, a Christ anointed king. He's in heaven. He's in power. He will be the one who will be bringing the day of Armageddon, which means uh, a symbolic term, Mount of Megiddo, where um, represented where wars were fought. So, um, and then he says, fall over us and hide us from the face of the one who is seated on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. Because the great day of their wrath has come and who is able to stand? So instead there will be people, right? that instead of turning to God, they will turn to other humans for protection, unfortunately. Unfortunately, but it is being prophesied that that's what is going to happen. All the prophecies in the past have been completed in the same way that God has said that will happen. So we have no doubt that um, this will also happen. So the opening of this sixth seal has shown, has demonstrated to us um, that this is what will happen. What happened in the past with the Babylons, with the uh, Edom's governments, with the Assyrians, And with the um, with the the rebellion, of course, of the Israelites, that is why God allowed them to happen this to them. Uh, so we know from there what patterns not to follow and what patterns are acceptable to follow. We're not to be uh, just following and doing what others are doing just because they are doing it. We have free will. We can choose not to. We can choose to do what God requires from us. And so, <clears throat> those committed to supporting these institutions that they trust, they trust that these humans can protect them, uh, then. Um, and of course, it, it will become more evident later on. As, and it has become evident because we're not talking about only a piece of land on the earth. We're talking about the whole earth with all of the governments that exist. And we know that some governments have been worse than others in history and now in our times. And so, but also, um, these um, who are committing to these places for support, uh, they will seek desperately a place to hide between them, among them, but they will not find one. And also when it comes to religion, 
right? Remember the obscurity that has happened, that has been the obscurity of false religion. It will continue to fail them because false religion it has given a, a false sense of worship, a false sense of being close to God. But in reality, um, this religion and religion's leaders have not been providing guidance according to what God requires. All of them, all of them will be done away with also. So nothing, there will be nothing that will shelter anyone from Jehovah's and the Lamb wrath. And so uh, Matthew 24:30 describes how people will feel at that time. He says, then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven and and then all the tribes of the earth will beat themselves in lamentation and they will see the son of man coming on the clouds of the heaven with power and great glory so we don't know how the end is going to be but if it is if it is going to be as it happened when the angel was given the command to go and end the terror that um, that was being caused to 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 the Israelites by this big army that was encamped and ready to attack the next day, and then an angel was commissioned to. And he killed 185,000 soldiers in one night, right? Uh, then this coming of Jesus in the clouds might be the last thing that people see before their end comes. And of course, uh, Jesus Christ knows who are obedient to him and he also knows who is not so being one of Jehovah's Witnesses is not a ticket to paradise having a label of being one of Jehovah's Witnesses is not a ticket to paradise it's not saved always saved So, um, I will continue today. That was the, the end of this sixth seal. The next um, time I will consider, next Thursday, I will consider again uh, the other uh, chapter. It will be chapter 7 of Revelation. It will be the fourth vision and the seventh seal. So, for today, uh, that is it. And I thank you so much for joining me today. And um, of tomorrow I will have another topic in regards to relating to how the Bible can help. And um, that's a general topic, but that will be for tomorrow Friday. So for today, 
enjoy your day and have a beautiful Thursday.